guys. Uh, yeah, Pastor Jim just asked me just really to kind of just share more, kind of like Kyle did, and just a word, a testimony of just seeing um, just how the wisdom of Christ and uh, the cross uh, really works itself out in the life of establishing a, a church that hasn't existed. And so I, I'll just say this first. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how I can follow up with what Kyle had to say. I was like, you, you said pretty much everything I'd you know want to say, all the values that we have, like, and being a church. But I will say this, moving down to uh, New Orleans, like, what I really had in my heart um, was, uh, yeah, passages, verses, just like Colossians one twenty eight, him we proclaim, warning everyone, teaching everyone, with the hopes that we would see people come mature, to maturity in Christ. Like, there's no, like, wit, there's no, like, you know, I've got this just compelling personality that people are going to, to love. I have the word of God. I have Jesus. And I just have this confidence. If I hold him up, his word says that he will draw people to himself. If I hold him up, he'll conform people to his image. Um, related to that, um, more and maybe even more related. Now, I'll just give you a brief overview of our church. So we moved to New Orleans in 2015. We were sent out by our church uh, in Louisville. We moved with five uh, people uh, down. And when I say five people, Five adults, that's including me and my wife, another family, and a single lady who moved down with us. Thankfully, eight years later, they're all still with us. But I don't think most people who encourage church planning say, hey, start with a core team of five people. But that's, that's who we started with, and we started with those same hopes and desires. We're going to commit ourselves to sharing God's word with the people of New Orleans, gathering around that raising up Jesus, and, and Jesus has honored that, and so we, we give him praise for that. Um, so we started in the Treme uh, neighborhood. You may not be familiar with New Orleans, but Treme is about basically just north of the French Quarter. It's one of the first neighborhoods that just kind of developed out of the French Quarter. And so uh, I, the only things I felt kind of fairly competent in was teaching the Bible and football. So I just went out there with a background in football, and it's like a magnet to kids in that neighborhood. And so kids would just come up, and we'd play football, and we'd share the gospel with them. That, that, they're like, what's your philosophy of just, you know, evangelism? Just go through the football round, and afterwards we're going to share the gospel with them. I mean, so that's, that's basically what we did for our first four years of ministry, um, four, four to five. And the Lord grew our church uh, uh, around that and just having others uh, within the city come and join. Uh, one of my closest friends, Cody Cunningham, back here, he's a pastor of First Baptist Luling. He was at Southeastern Seminary. Their family moved down and were a part of, of our church for a while. And now just to, uh, and this, this is where I was even talking with Pastor Jim, this is why like networking with other pastors is so important. Um, we found out about this church um, that we've been doing pulpit supply for. Uh, in Luling, and they had just been looking for a pastor for a long time, and because of the friendships we had built with other pastors and with this church, we were able to say, hey, Cody Cunningham, have y'all considered this brother? Cody applied for that. Cody, you've been there since October, so um, uh, yeah, so just just, just uh, grateful for their family coming down and helping us even establish uh, a manual. There's really just three things I just want to share with you this morning that I would say is the very wisdom of God, but at times can feel like folly. Um, so we're talking about preaching the word of the cross, and the word of the cross is what? It's, it's folly. <laughs> it's foolishness to those who are perishing, but it's the very wisdom of God to those who are being saved. And I think I want to start with cross. I want to start with suffering, 
that we not only preach the cross, we not only preach the suffering of Christ that seems foolish to the world, but Jesus has invited us into the way of suffering as we preach about his suffering. Jesus has, as he's called us to be ministers of the gospel, is to be a people who are filling up the very afflictions of Jesus, that we bear the very afflictions, that, that we have truths like we will enter the kingdom and we will do so through many trials and tribulations. So as Chris comes up and talks about discouragements in ministry and difficulties in ministry, I don't think any of you are sitting here like, I have no clue what this dude's talking about. <laughs> what, what, what is he talking about? And, and, and 2022 has been one of the hardest years of ministry been one of the hardest years, um, really, of my life, and, um, uh, and, 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 and I just want to share just a little bit of, about, like, why it's important to see that this is God's wisdom for us. This is how Jesus, yes, Jesus uh, uses his word, he uses his people, he uses prayer to bring me into the very conformity of his image, but you know what Jesus also uses? And, and, and I, I, sometimes I think almost in a primary way, Jesus uses suffering. Jesus uses the hardships of his life to make you like himself. And so January 2022, almost uh, a little over a year ago, um, I told you that we started doing football um, about eight years ago, seven, eight years ago in New Orleans. We developed a lot of relationships with young uh, people in the city of New Orleans. Um, uh, a lot of kids coming from uh, rough home situations, uh, you know, just kind of rambling the streets if we weren't, you know, doing things with them. We developed a youth Bible study with that, and so through that, we were able to build relationships with kids. We kind of lost contact with a lot of those kids when COVID happened. And um, uh, a year ago, um, we had found out through, through the news uh, that one of these kids that we had known, uh, he was only 12 years old, uh, that he was murdered in New Orleans East. Uh, I never thought I would go and sit or stand uh, at a casket of a 12-year-old. Um, but that, that's what I did in January last year. And as the news developed on that, the kid who had murdered him uh, was another kid who had been in our Bible study. Um, that's how our year started last year. And then we moved into this building project, which for you know anybody outside looking in, it's just like, oh, your dreams are coming true. And if only they knew how much a nightmare it was for me. Um, because since we're a small church taking on the building project, uh, that meant I was, you know, general contractor, uh, uh, project manager, picking up materials while trying to pastor the church. And all the while this is happening, um, we are having people steal from the property. I think we over, we've had four different occasions of theft. Um, accounting up to about $15,000 in losses. Um, one night I was preaching. We, we meet at Gentilly Baptist on, on the evenings. One time I was preaching. Uh, service ends. We go out. Three cars have been broken into. One of them is my truck. And so uh, many of you, I know you'd probably read about the crime in New Orleans, but we felt it all the more this year, especially like related to ourselves, as we've had just people literally breaking into this church building that we're trying to build and steal from us. And... Um, you know, this year, uh, it's been probably the first time I've thought, man, I'm just going to help this church. I have no resentment towards the church. I love our church, but I, I, I have no more gas in the tank. I'm going to help them build this church building, and I'm going to hand them the keys. I just, I can't do this anymore. But I think what's helpful to be reminded 
is that when we experience seasons that are tough, I think there's always going to be trials here and there, but even just like significant seasons that are tough, just be reminded from the scriptures that this is not abnormal. You know, uh, I, I think about uh, Paul speaking to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, and uh, he tells him basically of those who have betrayed them, who have turned away from the faith, who have made a shipwreck with faith. It's amazing how many names Paul mentions in 2 Timothy of people who just who are his co-laborers who just left him. But he turns to Timothy and says, but you be strengthened by the grace of Christ. It is not an abnormal thing, brothers, to preach about the cross and do to go and experience cross-like suffering. Like This is exactly what Jesus has called us into. Go and preach my gospel as you bear the cross, as you share in my suffering. So second um, wisdom I would want to share with you is the wisdom of example. You know, being a pastor, you think about 1 Timothy 3, you think about being a, a good manager of the household, you're probably thinking the ways in which you want to be exemplary to your congregation is you want to be a good steward of your finances, you want to be a good husband, you want to be a good father, which we should. We, the, the scriptures expect us to be examples in those ways to our people. They should be able to look to us as under-shepherds and say, okay, that's what it's like to be a Christian. But also the wisdom of example is this, is that your people need to see you suffer well. <laughs> your people need to see you repent well. Um, I, I, I can't tell you how many people have joined our church, and when I meet with them later for dinner or something, and they'll say, you know what really sealed the deal for us? One Sunday we came, and you were preaching, and you just shared about how you kind of got angry with one of your sons, and you sinned against him, and then you asked for his forgiveness. I, I can't tell you. I, I've had, like, at least on five different occasions, people have come back and said, you know, you confess sin in a sermon, and, man, that just really want, that, that just kind of won us over. And I was just like, I mean, what a humbling work of the Lord to say, people are coming to your church because you're not great. <laughs> because you're a sinner, you know. But this is the very wisdom of Jesus, like, like, if you're preaching about a Savior who saves sinners, <laughs> then they need to see that first most in you, that you need the gospel of Christ. Also related to this is just the example of endurance. So I talk about suffering well. Um, I expressed to one of our pastors, wise, thankfully we have a pastor who serves with us now who used to be a pastor in Gulfport for 11 years, has a, you know, a lot more years in ministry than I have, um, and... Uh, his wife has a lot of wisdom as well, and I was just saying, you know, I'm just ready for this building project to be over because I'm just, I just want to be a pastor. I just want to pastor people, and I just feel like this is robbing me of hours that I can be teaching, robbing me hours I can be grabbing coffee with young men in our church, robbing me of hours that we can be just meeting with people in the church. And she said, Matthew, you are pastoring because everybody sees what is happening, and brother, they see that you are enduring. You are showing us what it means to endure in this life. And, and, and Kyle said it earlier, and I just I want to share this from you right quick from 2 Timothy uh, 2. Kyle said, you know, the picture or the image that we get sometimes of what it means to be a pastor is like you're a CEO. You are an entrepreneur. And, and you know, there's ways in which we need to be good leaders. You know, you, 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 that serves people well when you can administrate well. I'm not going to argue against that. But what's been helpful to me is when ministry is hard, is to pay attention to the imagery that the Bible gives, to really reflect 
what does the Bible say about gospel ministry? Who does it say that we are? And in 2 Timothy, uh, I've, I've just already referenced this, in chapter 2, he says, You, then my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and what you have learned from me in the presence of many witnesses, and trust the faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Listen to what he says here. Share in suffering. So once again, what's the assumption there? It's not if, what Chris just said, but it is when you will share in suffering. You will suffer. So he looks at Timothy and says, share in suffering. And then what does he say? Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. And listen to this, an athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding and everything. Brothers, brothers, hear me this morning. You, you are not an entrepreneur. <laughs> You're not a CEO. But you are to share in suffering like a soldier. You are to compete according to the rules like an athlete. You are to be like a hardworking farmer. And I don't know if you saw the common denominators here, but the common denominators with these three images is one of endurance, but endurance that has a reward in mind. Endurance would reward in mind. And that's, and that's really the third wisdom I want to leave you with is, brothers, we are to seek reward. Because <laughs> here's the reality. You're going to seek some type of reward. You're going to seek the reward of man and the praise that he can give you, which is fickle and fleeting, or you're going to seek the reward of the one who enlisted you. You're going to seek the reward of your father. And, and, and really, I just want to maybe close with that, just to exhort you towards that. Ministry can't afford an opportunity for us to seek man's praise and to make decisions and to lead the church in such a way that it will make people around us happy people who are maybe even powerful than us but this is this is this is Christ's wisdom to us is endure like a farmer put seeds in the ground that you may never see the fruit of knowing that one day your father will reward you um thankful to be here thankful to share I would love to just like just catch up with some of you guys before we leave just even get your contact if there's any way we can be an encouragement to you just a small church in New Orleans we we would love to do that. But um, yeah, Jim, thank you for the invitation.